Each day we get hundreds of questions from our clients and other small and mid-sized business owners about some of the most common HR issues. We figured if they have those questions, you might too. Let's provide a lifeline and share our answers to some of the most common scenarios. This is HR Rescue with your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! When an organization goes through a reduction in force, it is just as important to have a plan in place for working with those who will remain with the organization as it is for those who will be directly affected by job losses. This is just as true for layoffs triggered by public health emergencies such as COVID-19 pandemics as it is for layoffs caused by more common factors such as a merger or a decline in customer demand. A manager or HR professional working with the remaining employees must be able to understand and effectively lead through complicated emotions these employees are experiencing. Employees who remain with the organization after a layoff, the layoff survivors, have been through an extremely stressful situation, which naturally creates a complex combination of emotions. While they are feeling relief at still having a job, relief is not their only emotion. Before moving on from a RIF to establish a new normal within the organization, company leaders must be respectful of what the employees who remain are feeling. Once layoff notifications have started, fear and uncertainty run rampant through an organization. While individual layoff conversations are going on, it is only natural for employees to wonder if they will be next and to start worrying about what might change. For this reason, it's critical for management to hold group closure meetings with the departments or teams that are losing employees as soon as the affected workers have been told. The purpose of a group closure meeting is to help alleviate fear and uncertainty, as well as to provide remaining employees with direct information about what has taken place so they can absorb the reality of the situation and not have to rely on the rumor mill. The tone of this meeting should be empathetic, and the meeting's leader should focus on acknowledging the situation, the loss of jobs and coworkers, provide reassurance if it is the case that there are no plans for additional layoffs within the department or team, acknowledge that there will be some workflow changes without going into detail, and thank the employees for their cooperation and patience moving forward. Once the remaining employees realize that they will not lose their jobs in the RIF, that is typically when survivor's guilt begins. The initial feelings of relief are often quickly replaced with feelings of guilt. The question in an employee's mind evolves from, am I next, to why them, why not me? Provide encouragement. Managers should be proactive in providing appropriate feedback and encouragement to employees, reinforcing management's confidence in their skills and abilities, while also expressing appreciation for their flexibility and patience during this time of transition. This approach provides an indirect way of addressing employees' unspoken concerns about why their positions weren't selected for downsizing. Avoid speaking negatively of former employees. Even after receiving positive feedback, an individual experiencing survivor's guilt may directly ask managers why they were chosen to stay in the company instead of others. In this situation, it is important for the manager to be respectful of the employee's feelings while not comparing the employee to the others who lost their jobs in the RIF. Continue to provide the employee with positive feedback about their own skills and contributions, but don't speak negatively of former employees, no matter how direct the employee's questions are. Focus on the future. When pressed for an answer as to why certain jobs were eliminated, reinforce that the decisions were made based on business needs, not personal factors. Pivot to the future, stating that what the team needs to focus on now is working together to move forward. 
The idea is to avoid saying anything negative about downsized employees and to get the team members focused on the future. For managers, it's important to avoid using language that could provoke an unintended reaction from employees. For example, this would not be a good time to talk to employees about the importance of loyalty. A manager is likely to be met with, why should I be loyal to this place? Look what they just did to employees A, B, and C. Continue to reinforce that the business decision to lay off employees was not personal. During this time, help employees put management's requests in a larger context of stakeholder impact. For example, an individual's efforts and attitude now can make a difference to their current coworkers and to customers going forward. Following a riff associated with declining revenue, market share, or product demand, it's only natural for employees to question the organization's future financial viability. Leaders must be careful not to make promises they may not be able to keep. The reality is that survival is not guaranteed to any organization. Don't promise employees that the company will always be there or that they'll always have a job. There is no way of knowing what the future will hold. Company leadership should be transparent as possible about the challenges in the organization. Communicate to workers the financial factors that led to the need to downsize and map out a plan to move forward in a fiscally sound way. This can be done through town hall meetings led by senior leadership or by business unit managers sharing key talking points with their teams. Another natural outgrowth of a reduction in force is for employees to feel minimized as individuals. When they see a number of their coworkers told they no longer have jobs, it's natural for employees to start to consider themselves as commodities that can be disposed of easily. They may wonder if they, and the work they do, really matter to the organization. Managers can help counter this by offering positive feedback, appreciation, and recognition to individuals and teams, pay attention to employee performance and behavior, and find something substantive to say thank you for every week or two. This simple act can help create a culture of appreciation. Implementing structured ways for employees to impact the bottom line, regardless of their role. For example, consider starting a program to reward employees financially for unique ideas that minimize expenses or increase revenue. In addition to questioning their value to the organization, layoff survivors may wonder how they will manage with fewer team members or if they personally might fail now. This can occur to employees who are taking on additional duties in the wake of a reduction in force or who are just concerned about accomplishing tasks with fewer team members supporting them. Employees may focus first on what they can't do rather than exploring what may be possible. That's where a leader's coaching and communication skills can have an impact. For example, meet with direct reports to clarify what duties and responsibilities will change so there's no confusion. Either meet with workers individually or in small groups of people who will be impacted in the same way. Ask the right questions. What are your concerns? What steps are needed to alleviate those concerns? What can I do to help? What barriers do you see to successful performance? This will help guide employees through the situation and discover solutions together. Too often, company leaders, including managers and HR practitioners, erroneously assume that things will just naturally go back to business as usual immediately following a RIF. In fact, leadership needs to have a strategic communication plan in place in order to help the remaining workforce effectively navigate the aftermath of layoffs. Developing and implementing a communication plan focused on helping employees navigate the emotions and practical workplace implications of a RIF can help an employer position itself and its employees for long-term success. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the HR Rescue Podcast. 
Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review. The HR Rescue Podcast is made possible by HR Shield, the firm consulting group of Tampa, and your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! This podcast was recorded in Tampa, Florida and Greenville, South Carolina, and was produced by Lonnie West at LRW Media Studios. Find us in your favorite podcast app or online at hr-rescue.com.